Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, so between the uh, economic downturn, between uh, the increase in business property taxes, increase in minimum wage, and other financial pressures, it's no surprise to anybody that the restaurant uh, industry in Calgary uh, has gone through a tough time in recent years. Uh, some interesting uh, work this week from our colleague Tomasio Da Silva, business reporter at Global News. A uh, story from yesterday. Uh, pub in southeast Calgary that cost $1.6 million to build is listed for sale right now at $195,000. Underscores uh, some of the financial risks in the industry at the moment, the fact that some are just choosing to walk away. Also working on a story today about some creative solutions that some restaurants are exploring to try to deal with the situation. Well, joining us for more is uh, the aforementioned uh, Tomasia Da Silva, business reporter with Global News. Uh, Tomasia, thanks for joining us here. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's talk about the story yesterday. It's Bushmills Irish Pub in, in Southeast Calgary, a very large establishment. Sounds like a gorgeous establishment. So why is it selling for such a rock bottom price? 4,800 square feet. It's beautiful inside. Stained glass windows, a wood. It has a full kitchen with freezer, walk-in freezers, fridges, everything top of the line. Problem is, um, it's, it's having, like many other businesses, it's having problems attracting people, customers in, and it's struggling. And now it's for sale, as you mentioned, for $195,000, just a few years after it was built. And it cost, uh, again, $1.6 million to build. And there's probably other stories like this. You spoke with uh, restaurant realtor Gord Highland, who says uh, that there have been a lot of sales uh, in the last couple of years. If you go on his website, restaurantsforsale.ca, he has pages and pages of eateries. He estimates that just pubs alone, pubs and similar uh, places, properties like that he has about 30 for sale right now so that's a lot of properties and he just says that he is you know this is a really tough time and he's really never seen it this tough in a in all of his 35 years in business yeah and it's real confluence of of factors isn't it? it it is it's they're facing higher minimum wages they're facing higher supplier costs as he mentioned beef prices have gone up chicken has gone up Fries have gone up. Everything is more expensive. The suppliers aren't giving them much of a deal. He adds that uh, landlords also not lowering prices for their properties. So restaurant owners are having to pay those higher rents. And there's the property taxes, carbon tax, corporate taxes. It's everything piled on that businesses just can't, uh, you know, keep abreast of. Yeah, there was an interesting aspect to your story, too. When you look at, you know, you got services like Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats. You know, on the surface, it might seem like, well, that, that's good for these businesses. It's another way for people to, to buy from them. But, you know, when you take away the aspect of people going down to the restaurant, uh, you know, having some drinks with dinner, you know, tips for the service, that that's actually maybe it's hurting the industry in a way. It is. And I thought the same thing. I thought, well, look at look at how much delivery they're doing. 
you know, they're, they're having skip the dishes is constantly coming in and out of these restaurants. They've got to be making a killing, right? Well, wrong, because as you mentioned, there's nobody sitting down. There's nobody tipping these servers. There's nobody buying booze, which is a lot of the profit that these places make. I know what you're working on today. You're looking at some creative ways in which restaurants are trying to deal with all of this. I mean, what, what, what options do they have? It's really cool. The, I came across the 8th Street Food Co-op. It's in Calgary's Beltline. And the idea is to bring businesses together to co-share a space. So three businesses, three restaurants call that co-op home. They all have their own separate business, but they share a business license, they share a liquor license, they share a bathroom, seating, cleaning costs, utility costs. So huge cost sharing in these space sharing concept. And it's a pretty unique concept in Calgary. It's not a food court. It's a food co-op. They're, they're very quick to say it's not a food court because they are their own individual businesses. And, you know, if you want to go in and you want to get some noodles, you go to one place. You want to get Greek, you go to the other place. So it's it's a really unique way that businesses are finding it, uh, finding a way to, to make it work in this tough economy. That's interesting because, I mean, yeah, they're, they're competitors, but uh, in a way, you know, they're all kind of in this together and, and finding ways of still being competitors but working together. That's right. They said it's a friendly competition, and they say that it doesn't work everywhere. They don't believe that it would work maybe in the suburbs. So in the Beltline, it works because there's not a lot of parking. People are darting in to get some quick food some uh, and not planning on staying for a long time. There is limited seating. So if you want to take the family out and stay for a, quite a while at an eatery, then this is probably not the best place for you. But if you want a quick meal and you want an option and a number of choices, then these are great places to go. Very interesting and obviously uh, an important issue for the city. Uh, more at globalnews.ca. We'll watch for more uh, through the day and this evening. Uh, Tomasia, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate this. Thank you so much. All right. That is uh, Global News business reporter Tomasia De Silva uh, looking at some of the challenges, some of the creative solutions uh, being explored in Calgary's restaurant sector. Uh, text points up, by the way, Alberta's carbon tax going up again on January 1st. Uh, and so will everything else again. Right. And, and it's a fair point. I mean, it's just it's on top of everything else the industry is having to deal with. And you look at the budget deliberations at City Hall. I mean, I don't think there's any way that, that uh, businesses outside the core, and obviously that includes restaurants, are going to be able to avoid a, a significant uh, increase in the property taxes. The minimum wage, of course, uh, up to $15 an hour. And a lot of other you know, regulations, liquor regulations, et cetera, all of which adding cost for restaurants. So it's no surprise at all that you got a lot of people that are just looking to get out of the game even if it means selling your business at an enormous loss. And that's really, really depressing. Look, I get that, you know, restaurants uh, succeed and fail even in the best of times. Uh, that, that even if the economy is humming along, there's still a risk in opening a restaurant. And not all of them succeed. And it's also true that even through the tough times, uh, some restaurants are, are doing well. We are starting to see, you know, consumer spending rebound somewhat in Alberta, but uh, it doesn't seem to be enough to overcome all of this. So I think it's fair to ask, you know, what, what is City Hall doing? What is the province doing uh, to look at ways of helping to alleviate these costs? And I made the argument in, in my Calgary Herald piece today that, you know, for all of Alberta's totting about the uh, fall fiscal update that came out last week, the federal fiscal update, 
at least there was a focus on competitiveness. Where's Alberta's competitiveness review? What has the Alberta government done to review how competitive a jurisdiction we are compared to other jurisdictions? What kind of obstacles exist for businesses that want to relocate here, that want to start up here, that want to expand here? And what can we do to try to remove some of those barriers? Well, I think what we're seeing in the restaurant industry is, is really you know, a good example of that. And, I, I, you know, when, when's all of this going to turn around? I don't know. And, you know, the point about the carbon tax going up yet again is a fair point because where, where are things coming down? Where has there been any kind of alleviation from any of these, these other factors? There really hasn't been. So, yeah, I, I can't even imagine being in the restaurant industry right now. And, uh, you know, I got all kinds of admiration for the people who are really doing their best to make a go of it and how thankless a job it is. Heard from so many people who work in the industry. You know, we're just, you know, they're trying to keep their heads above water. The amount of hours they're putting in each week to keep their businesses afloat. I mean, you want to talk about minimum wage, the amount of hours some of these people are putting in. Yeah, they're, they're earning far less than minimum wage based on how many hours they're working. Trying to make a go of it. You know, owning a restaurant is about sitting back, putting your feet up on your desk and counting the money. It's about what can I do uh, to keep this business going. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.